Yes! Preseason and and SEC champ. Roll tide, roll three. One, two, three. Roll tide. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an exciting one for you today. Joining us is Brady Grant of the Alabama men's cross country team. After both the Alabama men and women won the SEC cross country championship titles last weekend and what was 10 times, well, maybe let's call it a thousand times more exciting than your typical cross country race is that Brady lit up a stogie right there at the finishing area after their team found out that they won and it's become super viral. So we dive into the story behind the cigar today, how that all came about, as well as get some insight into the Alabama men's cross country team, how their season's going, what their goals are for regionals and nationals, and just overall have a a great conversation with Brady about uh, cross country as a sport and how we can make the sport a lot more exciting by embracing some of these uh, shit talking and competitive aspects that make it a lot more entertaining for all of us to watch. So we had a lot of fun getting back into the college cross country scene. We have admittedly stepped away from it for too long, focusing more on pro running, but man, gotta love some cross country, the team camaraderie and the team competition that you just don't get in running in the pro world. Enjoy this one with Brady Grant of Alabama. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in men's grooming and hygiene and confidence. I exclusively use Manscaped products for all of my trimming needs, my body wash, my cologne, my deodorant, really everything across the board because they have the best products out there to make you smell good, feel good, give you that confidence that you need to carry on throughout the day. And my personal favorite, the boxers. I talk about these all the time. These boxers, they are chafe free. I've worn them for a marathon, odor resistant. I will live and die by the Manscaped boxers. So head over to manscaped.com and use our code BEERMILE, all one word, BEERMILE for 20% off your order and free shipping. Brady Grant, where where do we want to start this one? I mean, maybe, maybe we just dive right into the SEC champs and Alabama taking both the women's and men's crowns there. Uh, like going into that race, was that the expectation? Were you guys expecting to win that title or how, how are you guys feeling confidence wise going into that one? I mean, we definitely knew we had a chance um, going into it. Uh, we were kind of just, we knew our, we knew our women were pretty heavy favorites and for them to not win uh, a lot of stuff kind of had to go wrong. But for us, we were, we didn't really know where, like kind of what was going to happen. We were, uh, you know, at Joe Peone, they beat us by a pretty good margin, but we knew that we didn't have our best day. Like our, um, meaning like me, Jacob Wiggers and Jacob Harris, like we knew that we could have done a little bit better. So going into it, we definitely knew we had a chance. Um, we, we were expecting Arkansas to be up there too, just because, I mean, you know, Arkansas just has dominated the conference and same with Ole Miss knowing that it was at their course, we were expecting them to um, have a little bit of an advantage uh, with the other fields too. But we, uh, we had a feeling it was going to come down to us in Tennessee for sure. And I mean, we liked our chances going in. We, uh, we were ready to roll. Yeah. You, you especially stepped up big. Uh, I guess, were you expecting to be a top five guy on the team going in and score? Like, where were you expecting to be just in terms of the hierarchy on the team? Because, I mean, dropping down, running the the 23-48, I believe it was, uh, and, and really seemingly stepping up for the – putting the team on your back a little bit in terms of uh, stepping up the rankings there. Yeah, it was um, kind of going into it. We, like, the past two meets – I was our six and I've kind of, you know, I had a good meet at, uh, in Huntsville at the Southern showcase. I think I went 24 Oh something. Um, and then kind of didn't do too well. And the race plan going into it, they just told me, Hey, we need you 20th to 25th at 5k. We don't care how you get there necessarily or anything like that. So, uh, looking back on my season, I was kind of looking at my races. I'm like, I've gone out aggressive almost every race and I've dropped spots in the middle part of the race. I'm like, maybe if I go out more conservative, let's see what happens. So I think I was 76 at one K and then moved up 22 spots and then 18 and kind of went from there. But, uh, I mean, as it was crazy as the race was going on, cause at first the coaches are yelling at us, like it's Arkansas, it's Arkansas. And it's like, okay, 
And then it was, it's Ole Miss. And then it was, it's Tennessee. And it was like, <laughs> what is happening right now? Like what's going on where it's just shifting like this so much. Cause like, I'm just trying to think, I'm like, I, I don't know, like what's happening with all this shifting and stuff like this is crazy, <laughs> but it was definitely fun. And it was, I mean, that was keeping me motivated. And also we had a good, good showing from our teammates coming and uh, down and stuff like that. Uh, I rewatched the race on Saturday and uh, uh, some of our guys just had their shirts off. They're waving them over their heads, screaming at us and stuff. And that was, that was definitely helpful. Cause it was at a point where there wasn't a lot of spectators. So it was just like a bunch of Alabama guys right there, just yelling and screaming at us, which was a lot of fun and definitely helpful. It's amazing how big of a difference that can make in the race, especially in those spots where there's like literally nobody there. Yeah. And it was like at this uphill, like this like little hill section too. So it was like a harder part of the course. And it's just like our guys there, just like, you gotta go, you gotta go and everything like that. So that was, that was a lot of fun. And yeah, it definitely, definitely helped me out personally. I know, I know the SEC schools are obviously huge football schools, um, but then really good at track and cross country too. Does, does cross country get the same level of love or, well, not the same level of love because football is obviously going to be way above it, but does it get really strong support? And uh, if you have spectators traveling to Ole Miss to watch the race and all that, like what sort of, what sort of support does XE draw uh, for Alabama? Uh, we have honestly pretty, pretty well, I mean, we're pretty well supported. Um, we had uh, a team dinner for the track team at our AD's house, which is really cool. Uh, the fact that he was, you know, allowed a hundred plus, you know, guys to come over and feed us for dinner was really cool. Um, our assistant AD goes and travels with us to every meet as well. Um, so we have a pretty well, I mean, they, they support us really well, which is, which is awesome. Um, you know, they get us, get us what we need and, uh, everything like that. So it's like, we got to stay at the graduate hotel in Oxford, which is a really nice hotel. So that was really cool as well. So getting to stay in a cool spot like that was cool for sure. Yeah. So crossing the line in 19th, then how, how long did it take you to realize that you guys won the race? (laughs) This is also pretty funny because it was like coming, um, I think with the K to go, uh, coach yells at me and he's like, Hey, we need you to get one Arkansas guy and there's two Tennessee guys. And like, I don't know what's happening in front or behind me. Cause I, I mean, there's really, it felt like there's no one really around me from our team. So I'm like, okay, like this, this could be it. So I pass, um, I think it was Jacob McLeod. And then he just comes like after I pass that marker to go for the final K, he just comes zoom and pass me. And I'm like, Oh shit. He was moving. <laughs> So I was like, I, I did not have that in me. And I'm just trying to catch that group ahead of me. And I didn't really have it. So uh, as I crossed the line, my first thought was like, dang, I, I don't think we did it. Mm, like, damn, and I, then, let the, I let the team down a little bit. Yeah, like it was like, damn. So then I get up and I walk over to the scoreboard. And I see that we're in first. And I'm like, no way. There's no way. And so then all of our reaction is just like, calm down, calm down. Like, cause like I've, I've seen it plenty of times where it shifts or right. something like that. So, the score. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like just something happened. So, I mean, it took us like a good two, like as a team, we're like for like two minutes, we're just staring at the board just like waiting for it to shift or something <laughs> like that. Like kind of disbelief, like, okay, did, did it happen? Did it not? And uh, so about after, like once our last guy crossed the line, we're like, okay, I, I think we did and we we started to celebrate and it was so it, it took a little it took a little bit. There was a little bit of disbelief and kind of just like making sure we didn't want to be the team that celebrates and then you know that shift happens and we end up losing or something like that. So we were yeah. we're all just like, okay, give it a second. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think some of that was like mind games of telling you you gotta get an Arkansas guy, you gotta get a Tennessee guy? even though knowing you didn't need to, but just like do it anyway, just to be safe, you know, kind of thing. Was it, yeah. was it just part of the motivation strategy? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was just for safety measures. Well, the thing also was Jacob Boygers was falling off pretty hard. And then, mm. I mean, huge shout out to Jacob Harris because that dude, like straight guts. Um, he was, he said he saw Jacob Boygers falling off and he was like, it's, it's going to come down to me. Like I, it's, you know, it's, it's going to come down. He's like, 
I can't be the reason we lose. So he wasn't feeling his best that day, but he just, he, he just knew what he had to do. And he said, uh, coach Sam Palmer really helped him out because she, it, amongst all the chaos, she very calmly told him, we need you to get five people. And I think he ends up passing 10 or something like that. Yeah. And he just, he had a 247 last K and just straight guts. And I mean, he, he was the difference in, in us winning and losing for sure, because him just making that move, I think he said with like 600 to go, he really started moving and picking people off. So yeah, he was, he was huge. How much, how much of that like awareness, the race awareness with placing is something that you run through at practice and how much of it is just like, you know, you flying by the seat of your chair and your coach is telling you what you need to do come race day. Uh, I think it's more just, just, yeah. Like seat of your chair, just on race day majority <laughs> of the time. Cause it's, I mean, especially racing, like we love to have race plans and like, Oh, this is how this is going to go. And rarely, I mean, I'm sure as you all know, like mm-hmm. there's a race go as planned, like almost as never. As soon as the gun starts. Yeah. Like yeah, the race plan like, is over. <laughs> So it's kind of just like, Hey, let's try to do this. And this, you know, stuff like that. Uh, they did tell me going into it. They're like, we need you. Like, if you're in this spot, like if you're in the top 20, we're going to have a good shot of winning. So they, uh, knowing that definitely helped going into the race. Uh, uh, and I didn't really know where I was. Like, I didn't know I was in 76 at one K and stuff like that. I was just, kind of moving up and trying to pass as many people in orange and uh arkansas and Ole Miss people as i could just trying to give our, us the best chance to win the win the race because um i mean that's kind of why i came here was or a big reason why i came here was alabama has been so close year after year after year of winning an sec title and it's like if i could just help in any way possible whether that's me being a cheerleader or me being our sixth guy or fourth or fifth whatever it takes just to help get it over the get us over the bump and me and Jacob Harris are kind of talking about it about how like um Alabama's been the team that's gotten their heart broken time after time again at the SEC championships runner-up after runner-up so it's like the fact that it came down to us Arkansas Tennessee and Ole Miss and we were the team that that pulled it off was it was pretty awesome a really great feeling for sure yeah. Yeah. That was actually something we wanted to dive in a little bit with you on was the shift, you know, transferring schools from Texas A&M. And uh, like, how did that even that uh, idea of transferring schools even initiate? Like, are you talking to like the Alabama guys that are on the team and like seeing how you jive with them and like kind of going through that process? Did the coach reach out to you? Like, how did that even that conversation even start to consider transferring schools? So, um, uh, originally I almost came to, it was between Alabama and Texas A&M for my undergrad. Um, and ultimately I chose Texas A&M. I thought it would be a better fit for me. It's a little bit closer to home. Um, coach McCraven, coach Henry are two people that, uh, I really liked going into and still, you know, coach McCraven's a great coach. Love the guy to death. Uh, same with coach Henry. Um, and then, um, after, you know, with the whole COVID year and stuff like that and everything added on, I, I always did watch Alabama from afar. Cause it was like, it was my second choice. It's just naturally kind of what you do. And, um, after living in college station for four years and I still had my COVID year, I had two stress fractures, appendicitis, just like, so I had all the, this still a lot of, um, eligibility left. So I was like, well, um, you know, I kind of experienced college station and was, I was ready for a change. And, so just watching Alabama from afar, I thought, well, let's give it a try. So I applied in December, I got into the graduate school. Um, and then uh, it for the transfer portal for me, I entered because I didn't want to have any distractions or anything like that because I was fully committed to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. So I didn't enter the portal until after my season was over. So it was after outdoor SDCs. So I was only really hit up by like realistically i only looked at cal baptist because jordan pingle was a coach at texas a&m and he was a coach there who i love great dude and then alabama and so for me it was kind of an easy choice because like i've was ready for that and um 
like every time I saw coach waters or coach Cashberry at meets, they were always, you know, if I went, you know, they'd say good job and stuff like that. So they, we kept in uh, a pretty good relationship, even though I went, um, you know, to a different sec school, which was always kind of cool. And, um, so just ultimately I was like, well, I think this would be fun. I think this is, I've never lived outside of Texas. So I think this would be a, a fun experience for me. And so far it's been awesome. I mean, I was really surprised kind of coming in. Like I didn't know really anyone on uh, Alabama's roster. Like okay. I talked to LU a couple of times, um, like at meets and stuff, but like that was really it. And then when I committed, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect because I'm another SEC guy coming to another SEC school. Like, I don't know how they're going to react to me transferring and they just uh, welcomed me with open arms and were just awesome from day one. Like from the day I committed, they were awesome. And I mean, it, it was a great like surprise cause I didn't know what to expect. And they were, they were awesome, man. It was, it was really cool how they just accepted me to the team. And I, I was uh, very thankful for that. Yeah. From the, from the pictures from the champs, like you can definitely see, obviously you're coming off of a big high of winning, but you can definitely see like, uh, some of the camaraderie that y'all have built, uh, like even like, I, I thought, um, obviously you have the cigar pictures, but the, uh, the classic like Gatorade dump on, um, coach mm-hmm. is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, that, that, that was fun. So, I mean, it's just, I get, we got a really close team here and, um, it's a really good environment. It's a great practice environment to be in. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, I mean, we got to talk about the, you know, the, the famous, <laughs> the thing that's making the <laughs> Alabama team viral on, on let's run and every other <laughs> news outlet. So, so was this a planned celebration, you know, assuming that you would win the race, was this premeditated and thought about ahead of time or <laughs> was this like an in the moment someone passed somebody, you a cigar yeah, somebody and you was like hey, yo, i've got cigars yeah, yeah exactly exactly well so uh you know like the whole tennessee alabama rivalry in football whoever wins smokes cigars right yeah so kind of kind of starts with that and then um monday morning we have team meetings uh, uh to start the week we get our weekly sheets everything like that um coach waters puts under Friday, like he always puts like little details, like stay hydrated, do the little things, stretch, get good rest, eat right, all that stuff. And under Friday, he put smoke them if you got them. And I I didn't know if he was like kind of joking or kind of like what well, he was kind of thinking when he, you know, put that. But I was like, shoot, well, I'm going to go. So I, I went to like a cigar shop and I got a bunch of cigars and I'm like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I don't want to. I don't want to like jinx it or anything like that, being superstitious and stuff. Uh, so I, I got like 12 cigars for all of us to kind of smoke, but I, what I didn't know was that my dad was going to have one at the finish line. That was a total surprise. So like there's pictures of us where we're smoking them on the balcony of the hotel. And those are like the cigars that I brought, but I didn't realize that my dad was going to uh, bring one. So I, you know, we get out of the hole like that, where they corral us basically after we finish, we get out of that area. And then like, that's when it's like mayhem, everyone's celebrating and stuff. And then he comes up to me, just hands it to me. And I'm like, okay, like, let's go, let's go basically. So, uh, just, he lights it up and it was, it was funny too. Cause like, I just start, spoke, I don't really know what to do. I just start smoking it. And like, they're taking pictures and then he's like, go over there. And then like, I go over and like the whole TV came around, which is really cool. And I'm like puffing on it. And I'm like, Dude, like, I still have to cool down and stuff. Like the last <laughs> thing I need is like to get like really sick. So like, one of the like, I think yeah. In the picture, like I'm not holding it because like I was like looking around like someone's got to take this for me because like I'm like <laughs> something's gonna happen. But like, I'm not gonna be able to cool down or I'm gonna throw up on the podium because I'm puffing on this thing too much. I mean, and it was the best tasting cigar I've ever had. Just because I mean, post win, post all like just all the emotions, all the work, and everything like that. It, it tasted amazing. Uh, the little kind of a little funny story, um, was, so my dad, I got, he brought some, like one for cash and one for coach waters as well. So he goes to coach waters and he's like, Hey, I heard Tennessee really likes to smoke these things as a joke because of the football game and stuff. He didn't know that Sean Carlson was like right behind him. 
So after my dad walks away from Coach Waters, Coach Carlson runs up to my dad, not happy at all. And he was like, you really shouldn't say that in front of the Tennessee coach. And he's just like, oh, whoa. Like, I, like, they didn't mean anything like that. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm just kind of celebrating the win. So it was a little, a little chippy, but I mean, at the same rate, he reacts like that. But, you know, he's letting his athletes post on social media. Uh, when we were named preseason SEC champs, they're putting laughing emojis and sleeping emojis, you know, that we were ranked number one. And it's like, he's an active guy on social media. He knows that they're putting that out there, but then he gets, you know, all bent out of shape about a cigar. So it's, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was a pretty, pretty funny kind of thing that kind of happened with all that as well. But yeah, like we wanted to smoke him on the stage, but. <laughs> We couldn't do that because uh, I guess it's against NCAA rules <laughs> to have tobacco products on the street. It's, it's funny because that that means that somebody has tried to do it before. <laughs> That's why they have a rule. <laughs> yeah, because like when we were going to the podium, like we grabbed the cigars that I had and the cash was like, no, 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 we can't, we can't do that. We can't do that. Damn. Yeah. I what I like about the story, I didn't I didn't realize that your dad was kind of the person that really got it going at the finish line. So, I mean, shout out to him for just being bought into Alabama, like right away, you know, right out of the gates and shout out Mr. Grant. That's, that's good shit. So yeah. Damn. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, everyone was talking about like, they're like, that's so cool. Like just the whole experience of like, when are you ever going to like have your dad light a cigar for you on national TV after winning a champ? Like it was a really special moment. Like, I, I hope that becomes a staple of the SEC championship. Like, how many how many more people do you think would watch it knowing that, like, hey, the winner <laughs> is going to do something like that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think so, too. I think it's just great for the sport and stuff like that. It's, I mean, it's fun, right? Like, it's just all, it's all part of it. And, like, you know, like, I have nothing against the Tennessee guys. You know, they're all great athletes. Like, they're hard workers. They're, I mean like we're going to go see them at regionals here in a couple of weeks and, you know, more than likely at nationals after that as well. So, I mean, like all due respect to those guys, those guys are, they're studs and stuff like that, but you know, it's, it's fun. Cause like, you know, they kind of talk their talk at the beginning of the year and it's like, I loved it personally. Cause it's like, okay, this is personal now. Like this is, this is fun. Right. And I think the sport needs a little bit more of that. Like I didn't take it like, like I didn't get offended or anything about it, but it's right. like, okay, like, let's go to work. Like, let's, you know, it, it makes it fun. And then us, you know, celebrating like that, I'm sure that pissed them off as well. But I think that just builds the rivalry and makes it fun. It's motivating. And I feel like you can, uh, you can still respect somebody while also like talking trash. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. And like, and I, I respect those guys 100%. Like I have nothing against them, but you know, it makes it a lot more fun whenever, you know, there's a little bit of shit talked. <laughs> Absolutely. Competitors on the field for sure. And then off the field, you know, you can respect one another, but I mean, running is like the one sport we've talked about this before on the podcast, but like every other sport, like the level of shit talk in football or like anything else, it's expected. Yeah. It's expected. It's part of the (laughs) entertainment. And then in running, it seems like people have like an extra sensitive filter on when it comes to some of that stuff. And it just makes it so much more exciting if, if uh, people are willing to do stuff like that. So I was, I was curious, did you hear any, everything I'm seeing at least seems to be positive. Like this is awesome. Uh, making it more exciting. Did you hear of any backlash or was there any backlash about doing it? Uh, anyone who is upset over, you know, using a tobacco product at a cross country meet? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't get any, like, uh, on like the no context, uh, track post, they were like saying like, Oh, like aerobic capacity and stuff like that. Making jokes about that. So that was pretty <laughs> funny. I, uh, so I really enjoyed that, but yeah, no, I mean like, I remember when um, LSU and uh, Houston, you know, the four by one at uh, uh, Texas Relays, that that, when that happened, everyone was, it seemed like people were more upset that that happened than like happy. And it's like, but then also that was like the most publicity track had gotten in, you know, who knows how long. And it's like, I don't understand either that, you know, the whole like, 
like you can respect your opponent and talk or you can like, and then there's, for some reason there seems to be like, you can't celebrate in track. Like you want to race and it's like, Oh, like that's disrespectful. If you celebrate, it's like people, I mean, are like grittying when they touch that, like when they score a touchdown and stuff like that, yeah. they might not even win the game. And it's just, but you know, when you put, when you like dig so deep in the well and you, you know, you want to race or whatever and you celebrate, it's like, you get negative responses from it, which I, I don't necessarily agree with either. I think that's, you know, I think there needs to be, you know, like more Noah Lyles. Noah Lyles makes mm -hmm. the sport a lot of fun. Um, you know, ripping off the, the speed suit, like it's <laughs> stuff like that makes it, makes it a lot of fun. So yeah, your, no, I totally agree. In your opinion, like I, at least I'm of the opinion that recently it's gotten a little bit better, especially with like the, mostly positive responses to, uh, all the pictures circulating with cigars, but, uh, it, from your viewpoint, is it, do you think it's getting slightly better? Do you want the sickest shades in the game at an affordable price? Look no further than knock around sunglasses, knockaround.com. Use our code beer mile pod. That's all one word beer mile pod for 20% off your entire order. These babies are super sick. I'm wearing the Mary Janes right now if you're watching on the video version. They look good running, look good casual, very durable, and like I said, at an affordable price. Really the best all-around sunglasses out there. Head on over to knockaround.com and use our code BEERMILEPOD, all one word, for 20% off. Yeah, I mean, I do. I just think it, you know, you just need people that, you know, are willing to just not care what other people think. And then yeah, I think the that helps. Yeah, and I think that helps kind of it keeps it pushing it more and more where it gets more, you know, it's more normal because it's, it's really not normal that like, I mean, generally what you see when people want to race, it's like, there's really nothing. And it's like that, you know, that could be like the best advice I got from an upperclassman at A&M was he kind of told me, he's like, you know, you're putting on a show. Like that's honestly what you're doing is like people come to watch and you're putting on a show. So it's like, in a sense we're showmen so it's like how how can we make this as interesting and as like how can we make this as much fun as possible for the spectators and stuff like that because i mean that's ultimately i mean obviously we're running because we we love it but ultimately we're showmen and stuff like that so it's like how can we make this as fun for the spectators and i think it the sport does need a little bit more a little bit more fun and you know stuff like that because it's like and then I think it's more fun to celebrate. Like when you win, you should celebrate. Definitely. Like, yeah, it should be, it should, you shouldn't be like fizzling out these feelings, mm -hmm. like these awesome feelings by like, oh yeah, I guess I'm going to like wait until I bus home and then I'll like maybe have, you know, some of the guys over to celebrate. Like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, like <laughs> like be, be in the moment, enjoy it and have a, have a good time. Cause like, I mean, you put in, like people don't realize like how much work, especially distance runners put in like, I mean, the summer training and just, this, you know, the weekly mileage, week, week, like the sacrifices that we make and everything like that to get to that moment and to, you know, to do that. And it's like, when you do it, it's like, why not celebrate? Like it's yeah. like, deserved like, to a degree. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. amount of sacrifices and the amount of just work you put in and hours and stuff, it's, I mean, it's tough. And then, I mean, every distance runner is going to go through injuries and hardships uh, like through that. And it's like, it's hard, man. And people don't really, I don't think people like the general population, like obviously runners get it, but like the general population doesn't understand just how hard we work on. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, like I'll have friends and stuff and they'll be like, like, come out, come out. It's like, I can't, like I'm training, like I'm in this, like, I gotta, I gotta focus up like, and stuff like that. And they're like, you know, give me a hard time about it. And it's like, sorry, like, I just like, it's not as easy as y'all think. Like I got to get sleep. I got to train, like I got to stay healthy and stuff. So I think the general population just doesn't really understand how much work's put in. And it's funny whenever they're like, all like non-contact sports celebrating like that. And it's like, well, I mean, shoot, like if you knew like how much work and like, effort is put into this and to even like in the races, like, the places you got to go mentally and physically, oh, yeah. is, mm -hmm. it's tough, man. And it might, it's like, it might be it's, a non-contact sport, but it's still, I mean, your toughest opponent is yourself. So like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, grind. 
100%. Because I think, you know, after that Houston LSU thing, like there's some football players like, you know, making fun because he's like, yeah, non-context for doing that. It's like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like this is, and especially like you got your opponent right to the right of you, right to the left of you and stuff like that. It's, it's intense. It is really intense being in those situations, especially like even in cross races, like those races are intense. Like, I mean, I think you can see it on TV, just like everyone getting into it. Like I was talking to Jacob Harris when we're warming up. I'm like, one of my favorite things about cross country races is just watching everyone run from spot to spot. And like all the parents, like parents or other spectators. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like one of the coolest things to watch. And it's just like, you almost have to be in shape to do, to watch the sport. (laughs) (laughs) And then it just gets so intense. And it's like, it's just like, everyone's yelling. And it's like, especially at the last cage, just like screw it's mayhem. And it's a, a con- yeah, like the, the noise level is just like a constant blur. Like you can't really even hear anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, I definitely think, you know, you need a little bit more of it. Uh, I mean, I know like Dion Lindor, he always did the, the arrow, like that was his thing when he'd win a race and stuff like that. So he, he was someone that would do it in a more subtle way, which is cool too. Like do it you know, do your own thing and everything like that. I mean, but Dion was also, you know, one of the most humble people that I've ever met or, um, yeah, one of the most humble people I've ever met. So that's just, but he's still, you know, he was still doing like, cause his thing was like, shoot your shot, like, you know, take the risk and stuff like that. So that was his thing. And I mean, I, I think that's super cool. So definitely needs, needs a little bit more, like, you know, you know, uh, I, but I think we're getting there, you know, like I think, you know, Eric Edwards, I don't know if y'all saw him after LSU won the national championship, but um, there's a video of him at indoors when Oregon beat him. And he's like, you see the scoreboard. And he's like, we had half of our team. He goes, we're going to go to their place in Oregon and we're going to beat them. And then like afterwards, he's like, look at this score. Look at this score. Like we just, we, what did I say? We're going to come here. We're going to beat him in Oregon and <laughs> stuff like that. So that like, I love that. So I think that we're getting there. Um, yeah, for sure. It's getting a little bit, a little bit better, but yeah, like, I don't know if y'all seen that video, but that's like one of my favorite videos is him at indoors calling that they're going to win outdoors. And, the then, shot. Yeah. and then they went, they put up the most points in outdoor history, you know, that team. I mean, that team was so good, but it, I mean, it was fun. You know, it's fun when, you know, he calls a shot and then sure enough, <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's free narrative building. It's easy to follow as fans. Like it kind of connects the dots on a lot of things too. Oh yeah. And you, and you got to believe that a lot of people now are going to be watching Alabama at nationals, you know, regionals and nationals, assuming you make it like people that were not fans of Alabama before are now going to be like, damn, I want to see, I want to see them win. I want to see them do well. Cause like, what's that celebration going to look like at nationals now if they have a good one, you know, it just, it like builds true fans of the sport. My perception at least is that the SEC is maybe a little bit better, like culture wise in terms of building some of that competitiveness and um, you know, shit talking, but in a way that's, like just to build up, um, yeah, build, build up the competitiveness ahead of races. But of course you all, you know, respect each other and friends after yeah. the race. But I think the SEC seems to be pro- probably maybe because the influence from football and how strong those rivalries are, but those rivalries mm-hmm. just add so much more entertainment factor to, to the races that I don't necessarily see that same level, you know, in some of the other big conferences, it seems to be a much more of that laid back, like you're not yeah. allowed to showboat because that's disrespectful, all of that kind of stuff. Whereas I don't know, SEC, I think is doing something right where they, where people are expected to really, um, yeah, to talk, talk some shit before and after games. And that's just part of the, part of the storyline of sports. Yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, it's, uh, like, I mean, like they say, it just means more, uh, like that's the SEC slogan and everything like that. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's intense. Like those SEC meets coach Henry said, he thinks it's harder to win an SEC outdoor championship than to win a national championship. He's like, it's, it's just, it's one of those things. It's, he said, it's his favorite meet me every year is the SEC mm-hmm. outdoor championship. And he's like, it's just, it's just so much fun. And it, it really is. Cause uh, the environment that Ole Miss last year for the steeplechase race that was crazy. That was probably one of the best environments that I've ever raced in in my life. I didn't have my best race, but it was still cool just to be a part of that because that was really like just, there's so many people lined up right at the water pit mm-hmm. and it was, 
it was a lot of fun. So, I mean, like, yeah, and it, you know, it's been a, it's been a conference that's been dominated by Arkansas, you know, right. and it's so, you know, everyone's kind of chasing them and like how, you know, Arkansas, you know, they've obviously set the standard of the SEC and they've, you know, continuously just have swept men's and women's, you know, and people get tired of the woo pig, you know, it's like, <laughs> if you ask kind of anyone from that SEC, you know, it's like, again, you know, you hear woo pig because it's like cross country, indoors, outdoors. And it's just, gosh, like somebody's got to get them, <laughs> but <laughs> right. you know, they, they, they know how to, you know, get stuff done. Like they're great, great team. And, you know, all respect to them as well, because I mean, even in a year where people thought that they didn't really stand a chance on the men's side, they tie Tennessee and they put up a great performance. And it's like, like, even when you think that they're on a down year, it's like, you just, you just fight, man. They're just yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now, so now that you guys got the sec crown and you look ahead to regionals and, you know, hopefully nationals, like what are your guys' expectations and goals uh, leading into these last few weeks of the season? Um, just kind of, um, I mean, get to national is just the, you know, number one goal right now. And I think that's just really where the focus is. Um, I think we've done a really good job. So like throughout the first two days of practice, like, of, uh, like, yeah, we won SECs, but we're not really like riding this high or anything like that. We're kind of like, okay, now there's more work to do. Like we still, there's still more goals that we're, we want to achieve, like, I know me and Jacob Harris have talked about how we want to be all region. We think that'd be, that'd be a fun thing to do. So it's like, we're, we just keep, you know, it's like, yeah, that happened. And I don't think like we're truly like celebrating just yet. Cause it's like, there's still more work to do. Like we'll, we'll celebrate like when this season's over and stuff like that a little bit more and everything, but it's like, the focus is just like, you know, you kind of have to have that short memory, whether it's good or bad. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, we did something really cool. And like, we, we had a great, t- you know, Friday was awesome. And then like Saturday we had long run. So it's like, we were back to work the next day and then Sunday off. And then now we're back to work. So I think we've done a good job of just keeping pretty even keel, even though like that was a highly emotional race and just kind of moving on, even though like, I mean, it was our first SEC championship since 2009 on the men's side. And it was also pretty cool. Cause it was, we were the first, team to sweep uh titles in the modern in the modern sec that's not arkansas oh, because okay, the last yeah. time that the last time it was done arkansas was in the southwestern conference so uh Got it. we we're the first first team that was in arkansas to sweep which is awesome and a really great uh thing to happen for alabama so it, yeah. it was really cool, but yeah, no, the focus is definitely on, um, Huntsville now and, you know, getting top two there, getting that spot and going to uh, Stillwater. Yeah. Such a runner runner's mindset of you have that big PR or big high from winning, you know, winning the team title, winning a race, whatever. But then immediately, you know, a few hours later, you're already like, all right, now what's the next goal? Like what's the next PR, the next thing to win. And it is what you, it is the mindset that you have to have. Uh, and it's, probably really tough to, to kind of ride the roller coaster and the waves a little bit within the season. But you know, if it all pays off big, that celebration at the end of the season, is just yeah. going to be that much better than uh, when it all comes about. So um, how are you curious? Like how, what would a celebration look like at the end of the season? Like say you guys make nationals and place really high or just have like a crazy day and like beat all expectations that you had for yourselves. Like what does that end of season celebration look like for, for the team? Yeah. I don't even I don't really know because I know the goal is like the goal is top 15 and it's kind of like, you know, who, uh, you know, who knows, like with this team, like, I think we got a really special team and it's kind of like, who knows what we could do. So it's kind of like my mindset's kind of like, go do it first and then worry about kind of all that stuff afterwards and everything like that. Fair. Is that, yeah. you know, makes sense. So it's kind of just like, let's get some, get this stuff done. Like, you know, really just my mindset's just getting to Stillwater first. Like I know it's like, you know, we're SEC champs and it's like definitely you could feel like some entitlement and like, oh yeah, like we're we're gonna make it or like um just being complacent in a way, like, okay, we're SEC champs, like we can walk through regionals, but it's like that's just not true. I mean, we got 
Tennessee, we got Ole Miss in there. Like it's a tough Florida state. Like it's a tough region. So like, it's not, it's not a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination. So it's like, we still got to go get to Stillwater. Right. You know, like that's the, that's the biggest thing. Like we, we would hate to be the team that wins SECs and doesn't make it to Stillwater. Right. Yeah. I think, I think you, uh, the, the game plan is just, uh, have you focus on the racing and have your pops focus on, uh, what <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going to be looking, you guys win regionals or, uh, you know, whatever. Everyone's going to be looking for what's, what's a step up from lighting up a cigar. <laughs> what's the next celebration level. So yeah, we'll, we'll just put that on, put that on your dad though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's been a fun, really fun year so far. Uh, but you know, we're not done yet. There's still, still some stuff where we, you know, we want to do, like, we definitely, we think that, I mean, we know that we're a top 15 team in the nation, but it's like, we got to go out and prove it, right? Like we got to go Absolutely. out and do that. So that's, that's the thing. And it's, you know, it's been, a, you know, going into this year, it's, you know, it was funny, like reading everything. It's like, uh, you know, we got the three Kenyans and it's like, what can like, can the other two, like, me and Jacob Harris call it defense. So we're like the three, like Eliud, Hillary and Victor, they're playing offense and then we're playing defense. So we're trying to keep that, you know, damage control and keep the score as close as that we can. So it's like a defense wins championships, but so that's our, our job. I is love that. Like it's almost like a football approach. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, what we got to control our thing and just, you know, like we know that we're not the guys that are going to go win the race. I like guess just not, you know, kind of who we are if we're going to be realistic, but it's like we let them do their thing. And then we have to do our thing, which is playing defense damage control and, you know, trying to close that margin as much as we can mm-hmm. from three to four. Cause the, I mean, the margin like one, two and three are super close and four and five are close. So it's like, we just got to get four and three as close as possible. And that's, that's really just our job. So, um, you know, and it's like at the beginning of the year is kind of like, I think stride report came out with their article and like, if the Bama Kenyans do what they're supposed to do, Alabama can, their four and five could finish last and second to last. And I think that they said that we'd be like still finished like 20th or whatever. So it's like, oh, geez. dang, like a little bit of like a shot at us. It felt like, kind of like, Hey, like, all right, like let's, uh, I don't think they meant to, but it's like, let's, let's, let's get rid of this. Uh, you know, kind of stereotype about Alabama, about how it's just the Kenyans and no one else. And I know that let's runs talked about it and stuff like that. And it's been, it's been said for sure. And it's something that we've recognized and something that we're trying to change. Like, Hey, we're more than just our low stick guys. Like we're more than just that. And I think we proved that this past weekend. And, um, I think that, I mean, I, I know I do. And I know, I know, actually, I know we do, we want to keep, you know, letting people know like this isn't like how it you know how it goes like we're this is a different team and this is uh like it's just different you know for sure for sure and that's what's what i love about cross country especially is you can have the front runners but that doesn't you know win you a national title like it it really is a team effort where even if you're yeah your fourth fifth sixth seventh guys like you know maybe they're not you know, the top recruits and they're not going to go on to be pro runners, but like, those are the guys that make the difference in whether you're on the podium or winning the conference title or winning the national title. And that's why it's so much more fun to watch because every place matters, especially at nationals when everyone's with like one second apart between every single place, it's like you, you drop 20 seconds, you're moving up 30 spots. Like it's, it's just nuts. Uh, kind of the, I guess the, the room for error, but also the room for really ups. Yeah. Big upset, like really making a difference on the day. If you just have that breakthrough performance. So, so no, I think that's, that's, that's almost nice in a way to come in as like the underdog in that scenario of like, Oh, your expectation is like, I'm going to get like close to last in the race. Like screw (laughs) you. Like I'm going to be up in the front half of that race. And we are not, (laughs) we're not going to get 20th place overall. We're going to do way better than that. I like, I kind of like coming from that under underdog mindset a little bit. Yeah. And we always like me and Jacob Harris joke about it a lot because it's like, you know, obviously Tennessee got like the big transfers, the really good guys and stuff like that. And everyone, you know, that was the talk all, you know, it's kind of like all we heard is like all the, the Tennessee transfers, the Tennessee transfers and everything like that. And it was like, you know, after SECs, it was like, 
well, how about those Alabama transfers? <laughs> we weren't, we weren't all SEC or anything like that, but Hey, like we're, you know, we, we made a, we made a difference. So it was, it was cool, you know, just like being able to joke about that and stuff and like, Hey, like, how about those, how about those Alabama transfers? <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, it, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and we got a great group and it's, you know, the, our guys up front are doing a great job and they're, you know, they're awesome. They're super humble and super fun to be around. And um, yeah, just love of each and every one of them. For sure. So do you have another uh, cross country season of eligibility after this as well? Nice. I do. Nice. <laughs> there we go. Good. Good. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, like my, my mindset's just kind of like, I know once it's over, it's over. And there's definitely the times where I'm like, dang, like, kind of like looking past running and like the next chapter in life. And like, obviously that looks good, but it's like, this is so much fun and I'm really enjoying it. And I know when it's like, I'm not going to be a pro runner. That's just not really something that's, I feel like something that I would necessarily want to do. Cause like the team aspect's just so big for me. And I like yeah. taking the team away from running. I don't, you know, I kind of lose interest after that. So it's like, and just being around a team is just so much fun. Like, uh, one of the guys, uh, like just talking to people who used to run or like you graduated and stuff like that. And you ask him like, Oh, what do you miss the most? And it's generally speaking, like the long, like post long run, like just hanging out, stuff like that. Like, it's not even like, it's just being around the guys and stuff like that. So it's just totally, it's a lot of fun and I'm just soaking it all up and enjoying every day of it. And I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's fun to go to practice. I'm enjoying going to practice and everything like that. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no reason for me not to just go six years and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a joke on our team, you know, like, um, (laughs) one of, uh, Carson always tells me, he's like, go, go get a job, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're, you're like 26, man. Go get a job. (laughs) There's plenty of time for that. You got to take advantage. And that's like the same position that, you know, everyone's in that hit the COVID at the right years. I mean, seven years, six years, I mean, whatever, (laughs) you know, you might as well take advantage of it while you can. (laughs) Yeah, no, 100%. And I'm just, I'm just enjoying it. Like it's, it's just been a lot of fun. And like, you know, obviously thanks to y'all for having me on the podcast. Like this is totally unexpected. And like, I've had a great time on this podcast so far and everything like that. Like it's been awesome talking to you. It's been a lot of fun. So for sure. I mean, people are going to relate and love it. You know, we got like that cross country is a really fun, I mean, track too, but track is a little more individualized in your events, but cross country is that, is that one team sport and running that, like really just draws a team together and uh, is, is really fun from a team competition standpoint. So people can definitely relate to, to everything that you're saying, which is, which is super cool. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like just working with those guys every single day. And it's just like all the work that we put in and to get that SEC title. Like, I mean, you know, we weren't, we weren't the favorites to win it. Like we knew that and everything like that, but we, we knew we had a chance and that's all we, that's all we needed to hear is that, you know, and all we needed to know is like that we have a chance because yep. I mean, on any given day, right. Like there could be a team that beats you nine out of 10 times, but that one time may be just right when you need it, you know, and everything yep. like that. So it's that, you know, that, that part of it's, you know, that's why you run. That's why you compete. That's why you play the game and everything like that. It's Cause you don't, you don't know until you do it. And it's like, you know, some people have, you know, we're human. So some people are going to have off days and some people are going to have great days and stuff like that. So that's what makes cross country so much fun. I think that also people don't realize is that like upsets happen far more often than you think, because I mean, it's not like basketball. It's not like football where you could, you know, call a timeout or put a, you know, say if you're a guy who's supposed to be your fifth guy's not doing well, you can't call a timeout and be like, okay, we're going to, we're going to sell. You're in it. And there's the margin for error is just so, so small. Like, I mean, you, maybe if you don't get out, that's the difference. Like who knows, like 10 seconds less, maybe a second could be the difference in like, and we knew that too, going into the race, just that like every second, every place mattered. And that's kind of like, you know, why I finished when I finished, I was like, I don't know if we won. Cause I was, you know, they told me to mm-hmm. get three people and I didn't, even, you know, I lost a spot. So it's like, shoot like I don't you know I don't know you know how that went and stuff like that but 
I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it. Right. And it's right. You know, like you said, it's, it's a team sport where it's, it's individual, but it's, you know, five guys trying to run their absolutely best for, I mean, really, you know, 10 to seven guys, but five guys make up the scoring who are trying to run their best just for each other and stuff like that. So that's been, you know, that's been a lot of fun is just running for each other, uh, believing in each other that we're, you know, just the belief that, you know, the guys in front are doing their job and the guys in the back are doing their job. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a great place, a great message to wrap up on. What, what time in, uh, where can people watch the regional meet? Um, so I don't even know if they, you know, that's the problem with, you know, cross country in a sense, right. Mm-hmm. Is that they don't really, uh, they don't really broadcast. That's true. I meets. guess regional because <laughs> the co- the conferences are a little bit better about, you mm-hmm. know, supporting their own conference, but then regionals is kind of a crapshoot. It's a good yeah. point. So it's, you know, that's one of, you know, all, all I see is Huntsville region. Um, I'm looking on ours. I'm not sure what time we race at, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to be televised. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but gotcha. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, if they, you know, I don't think they've done them in the past, uh, broadcasted them or not. So it's kind of, you know, something that definitely needs to I think, change. And I think, I mean, I think the biggest problem is people don't really understand the sport, right. They're just like, yeah. oh, you are just running and like, they don't really understand like the scoring or, you know, things like that. For sure. For sure. It's a little bit, yeah, a little bit tougher for the average American to comprehend what's going on without like proper time to build them up on the storylines and and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, but for sure, the most dedicated fans are those there in person sprinting across the field. (laughs) And that's what you need in the moment of the race anyway, to, to carry you Mm -hmm. forward. So, uh, man, well, thanks so much again for coming on. This is a blast. Uh, any, anything else from your end, Adam, that I forgot to ask? I I, I always like ending on a high note. Yeah, absolutely, man. We're going to be rooting for you. Excited to see how it turns out at regionals and, and then nationals as well. You know, I'll, we'll uh, manifest it right now. Uh, we'll see. Awesome. Excited to see how you do at nationals. <laughs> awesome. I, I really appreciate that, guys. And I really appreciate y'all having me on and everything. It's been, I loved it, man. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome, man. Our pleasure. Pleasure's all ours. Cheers. Ready. See ya. Cheers. And there you have it. Thanks for tuning in to this conversation, y'all. If you want to support the show, you can take two seconds and leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple. You can also hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, Beer Mile Media. We also put the podcast out there. And then, of course, you can support us by supporting our sponsors. You can use our code BEERMILE20, that's BEERMILE20, all one word at athleticbrewing.com to get award-winning NA Craft beers delivered right to your door. You can also use code BEERMILE, all one word, at manscaped.com for all of your male grooming, hygiene, and confidence needs. And lastly, but not least, you can get the best sunglasses in the game at knockaround.com. Use our code BEERMILEPOD, all one word, for 20% off. Thank you for the support. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one.